In today's episode, we bring the podcast open to the floor and ask for questions for all of you listeners to ask us, and we're going to try to rattle through them and do as many as we can. The questions range from things like what our daily routines are to what our favorite burgers are to how we navigate the abundance of information on social media and everything in between. So sit back and enjoy and hope we answer all your questions. Welcome to the Into the Unknown podcast, the show that dives into all things fitness, politics, mindset, current affairs, sports, and everything in between. With a generous sprinkling of humour, at least on my part, and pop culture, I'm Connor Campbell. And I'm Yushan Su. So without further ado, plug in, sit back, and enjoy being taken into the unknown. Welcome back to Into the Unknown, episode 39. Um, If you are listening to this, you will have just seen the latest episode that went live on Friday. Uh, What a cracker that was for our first guest podcast with uh, Katie Young from Strong Femme. If you haven't listened to it already, I highly, highly encourage you going to listen to it. And hopefully that's going to set the precedence for future guests coming into 2023. That was a a great conversation. I really enjoyed, especially when we really got into talking about Strong Firm, her platform that she runs for for women empowerment and fitness and movement and stuff like that. Yeah, it was a really, really good chat. Really good episode. Absolutely. And we're going to keep this episode a little bit more low key. We aren't, we asked for our listeners to give us some questions some are related to just general life, why we started the podcast. Um, so we're going to try and rattle through as many as we can and keep this not short, too short, but also not too long. We want to try and make it around, you know, like 45 minutes, which for us, that's a pretty short podcast. Okay. So we'll I'm be gonna keeping hit you. around the clock. I mean... And I think we might have a couple of repeats. Um, mm. But the first one that I want to start with is what is your favorite Honest Burger? <laughs> I I love this because we always talk about this. <laughs> we do. Uh, oh, what was the? We got the name of it now. It's Something either chicken. Massa Massa or Thai Fried. Massa Massa Chicken. Massa oh. Massa Chicken. Hands down, my favorite. Yeah, favorite yeah. honest burger. Yeah, I don't know but if I they'll bring any, that back. Any chicken to. burger that they've oh. done have been fucking phenomenal. Yeah, considering that I think they used to be called Honest Beef. As in, like, you know, like they're a beef burger chain. Yeah, yeah. And then they did so well that they ended up setting up, you know, the one that we go to in the cut in Waterloo, you and I, we always go to. That used to be just a chicken, like, um, honest chicken. They only used no to way. do, yeah, they only just used chicken. to do chicken stuff. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know if it is anymore, but yeah, the Massa Massa is definitely the best. And I, I don't even know. Honest Burger definitely aren't listening to this, but please, God, bring it back. Uh, you please. never know. You never know. Please. Bring um, back the top three, right? Massa Massa. Yep. Thai chicken. Yeah. Was it Was it Thai spicy chicken or something? Thai, thai fried chicken, yeah. Thai fried chicken. And the third one I really liked was the, the Guinness one, the Guinness beef. Do you remember the, that? Yeah, one? we had that. Was that with the onions? The, yeah. Yeah. The onions yeah, yeah. on top. Like yeah, all, honestly, oh, all, all the specials 
The only special that I don't particularly like, just because, you know, I am a fan of camembert, but it's just, it can be quite a lot, fried camembert in a, in a burger, yeah. is the Christmas special. But every other special hits, hits, like, hits the mark. There was a Singapore, no, there wasn't. There was a Malaysian one. Malaysian. Um, yeah. It was a couple months ago. And it was, oh, yeah, mate, it was so about... good. At... Yeah. Lad, what, what about that Korean chicken one with the kimchi? Oh, that was good. That was unreal. You know what though? I I have this weird thing with kimchi and just like not not necessarily pickled stuff in general, but so funny story. I went on holiday once with my family and it was the first time I was allowed to drink. I got pretty drunk. This is a very short story. Or a very short version of the story. No, no, I was 18. So it was the first time I was legally allowed to drink on holiday. Um and we went to a teppanyaki restaurant on the resort because it was like an all-inclusive whatever. Um, and yeah, the, uh, I obviously had a lot of wine to drink and I was so hungry b- between like the courses that there was a bowl of ginger, like a big bowl of ginger in front of me right? <laughs> that you're supposed to just take bits from and eat as most people would know. I thought that it was carrots, pickled carrots, so instead Classic. of just picking, Amateur I, hour. I ate like, I ate a lot in, in one sitting, just like one massive thing, just put a load in my mouth. I'm not sure what I was thinking. Classic. Anyway, I was I ended up being sick the rest of the night because it just didn't go down too well. Um, I used to be sick just with one little bit of ginger. I yeah, hated honestly, that as a kid. Oh God. Yeah. Um. Anyway, next question I have. Are we doing one you and one me? Yeah, we can do. Yeah, go on. Picking the questions. Go for it. I just feel like feel like it'd be more interesting that way. Yeah, that's very true. Sorry. I'm well, trying to just um, take over. I was, that's okay. I mean you you're a you're a dominant guy, but so am <laughs> I. So uh um okay. This one was sent to me like on my Instagram, but okay. I think it was more directed at you. And okay. it is What's it like to be built like the Hulk? What directed at me? Well, it wasn't it wasn't specified, but you you look more Gosh. like the Hulk than I do. And you're in a Marvel shirt, so that yeah, that's very true actually. Um first of all, <laughs> thank you for the question. Second of all, uh, I definitely don't look like the Hulk, but I appreciate <laughs> the sentiment. Um good question. I don't really know. Um it's how do I do I answer this seriously or do I answer this as a joke? <laughs> um, interestingly, okay. though, if we are going down the route of superheroes, my super power would not be strength, like super strength. What would it be? It would be to influence other people's minds. Well, like telepathy. Similar to telepathy. So not necessarily reading people's minds, but being able to influence people's minds. So, for example, well, let's say place thoughts in people's minds. Yeah, exactly. Right, wow. and and I don't That's mean that from like an that. evil. Are you there? Yeah, exactly, because you where do you draw the line between evil and good? But essentially, the reason I thought about this is, let's say, for example, you go, you're working, right, and you go to your boss and you say, "Hey, I want a raise," and they go, "Oh, sorry, we can't do that," and you go. No, no, you're going to give me a raise. And then straight away they go, oh, yeah, we're going to give you a raise. Everything in life would just be easier. <laughs> you walk into a jewelry shop and go, you're going to give me that ring. And they go, yeah, here's the ring. 
That's bad. Can I just describe Jedi powers? Pretty much, yeah. You want to be be a Jedi. Yeah, I want to be a Jedi. Um, Uh, I know that way. So my answer to that question is, uh, (laughs) I mean, I'm assuming I also look like the Hulk, according to this person. But um, it's a struggle because I really find it hard to find genes that fit. Yeah. That's that's the biggest struggle. I honestly, I went to try and buy some new jeans the other week and they were either too fat, like too wide, do you know what I mean? Yeah. In order for it to fit my thighs and my waist or they were too narrow. Yeah. Um, But the ones that were too wide were like too wide below and then if I wanted to find ones that fit below, then it was oh, too skinny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's just um, no in between. I know what you mean. And like, if they fit your legs, you've got this massive gap at the back where it doesn't fit round yeah, your mid, yeah, like yeah. The lower back. Um, so so moral of the story is yeah, just anyway. don't don't gain muscle, guys. Muscle's <laughs> overrated. <laughs> I have no response to that. I'm just going to ignore that he just said that. Um. All right. Next one I have. What is your favorite exercise? This is a really easy one for me. Just squats, back foot, back squat, front squat. That's it. I don't want to go into yeah. too much detail. Definitely going to be a squat. You're just a squatting kind of guy. I am. Yeah. I'm. I'm built for squat. Do you know, do you know what mine is? Do I know what yours is? Yeah. Yeah. Probably like a deadlift or bench. Yeah. Hands down. Hands down. Hundred percent a deadlift. <laughs> yeah. Back squat. <laughs> okay well that was easy <laughs> what's next remember that time remember that time like i think it was kind of before you were training me or like early stages the difference between my squat and my deadlift was oh, so yeah. big yeah. i was squatting like 130 and deadlifting like 210 no i think no no it wasn't it was like four it was it was two it was three blues it was at least 140 three blues 140 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But still, that there was a big ratio between your your squat and deadlift, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and you were always complaining about lower back pain. Not that oh, conventional deadlifts do it do cause lower back pain or exacerbate lower back pain, but it definitely contributed. If that's all you're doing with no, <laughs> you know, loads. From Honestly, range deadlifting or, three times a week. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, okay. Exactly. How do you stop performance anxiety and self-doubt? My short answer to that would be that I don't. Mm. I don't think Um, it's as simple as just stopping it, is it? I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's helpful to... Mm. If you imagine... I think for me, what I've learned over the years is that self-doubt and anxiety and like nervousness... And sort of questioning, like, oh, am I good enough for this? Those are all very natural yeah. responses to to things that you might be faced with. Um, you know, evolutionary, evolutionarily, imagine yeah. us like as chimps in the wild. If we were always just big bollocks, like walking around super <laughs> confident, even when we're faced with danger, like when we're faced with a lion about to attack us that's not going to keep us alive in the world. So like these things, we kind of, our bodies and our minds require to an extent, but then place that into the situation in front of you, whether that's, you know, you're performing or you're competing 
Or, you're, you know, you're talking to someone, just situations that make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, a bit out of your comfort zone. Is that response helpful? Yeah. The, the idea is pro probably not, you know, but mm. I think the first step is accepting that that'll always be there. And that is probably one of the most natural responses that any human can have. And there's a reason why that's there. Um, so instead of, for me personally, instead of thinking about stopping it or like blocking it, I like to more think about how I can manage, how I can manage that kind of reaction. Um, and to, to be honest and to put it quite bluntly, like I get anxious quite often and I, I doubt myself and I have a lot of self-doubt, mm. you know, even day to day, like in training, you know, like there's some days where I feel like I can't ride at all. There's <laughs> some days in the gym where I feel like weak as fuck. Yeah. But I think the kind of the best thing that, that helps me respond to that reaction or kind of manage that reaction and those feelings that I get is focusing on I guess what I'm doing, focusing on my, regardless of what it is that specifically that I'm doing, you know, like let's say riding and let's say, you know, we're training in the, in the cross country or something. And I want to be focused on what I'm doing, like in terms of focused on the process of it, break it down to little things that, you know, what makes a good ride, mm -hmm. whether that's, you know, you being able to, and that could change day to day. Like today you might want to be focused on, you know, getting your lines right, getting a good canner, like being in the best position you can be. Focus on breaking those things down and then zoning in on ticking all those boxes. And then from there, you want to think about like your development over time in those things. And then all of a sudden, like, well, not all of a sudden, like it takes time, yeah, but you can look back and reflect and be like, oh, actually, you know, I can ride a horse. Or like, I can do those things because looking back over time, I've developed in this, this, and this skills. And that's what makes me a good rider or a good athlete or a good, you know, banker, whatever that, whatever your performance is. And then I think it's a really fine line of, like, like I say, I think it's not the healthiest or the most natural if you just, boom, always just full of confidence, no doubt you can do anything because that's not realistic either and that's not mm -hmm. going to get you out of trouble. So sometimes having a little bit of that, a bit of that it's health, is healthy and it's just so important to be able to stop and reflect and realize that actually that self-doubt or that anxiety isn't, helpful to the situation nor is it accurate to what the reality actually is i love that answer i have nothing else to add you it's very often that i'm speechless and it's yeah, not very often i it's no it's not very often but I'm, <laughs> i was just sat there listening to you nodding the whole time um i completely agree with you that it's 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 a normal thing to have um psychologically yeah. if it's not normal then you're going to get to a point one time or one day in your development where you are challenged and you'll actually notice that you're far worse off by not having those anxieties. And I'm not saying that having anxiety and uh, performance anxiety and so on and so forth 
is a good thing or a bad thing, but it depends on how you relate that to, you know, what are you going to do with it? Like, how are you going to yeah. let it affect you is the biggest thing. Um, but if you go through, like you said, your athletic career and you never have those hardships, you're going to face a day where you eventually get those hardships and you're not going to know how to deal with them. And if anything, you're probably going to be worse off because you don't, you've never had to do that before. Uh, going back to you talking about going through your lines, um, I call that chunking in weightlifting. So essentially what I'm doing is breaking things down into chunks, right? If someone says I'm, I'm shit at snatches, like, well, you're not, you're not shit at snatches. You might be having a bad day. If it lasts for a couple of weeks, then we might need to go, okay, well, let's just strip it back. Right. So we break it down into chunks. Is something going wrong in the first pool? Is something going wrong in the transition or the second pool or the turnover or, or the receive, right? There's so many different mm. parts to, to the lift. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you that it keeps you in check having that kind of pre-performance nervousness or anxiety. It makes you focus, focus. If you're not nervous, you obviously don't care. Yeah. yeah. Like, and if you don't care, why are you doing it? What's the yeah, point? Get out. You know, I, I understand that, you know, it can sometimes be crippling and, I, I'm very much the same. One of the reasons we started having these conversations together is because we have discussed in the past about both of us going through anxiety, spe anxious spells, um, and so on and so forth. Right. But mm, mm. I'm, I'm pretty open about that. I tell some of my athletes and my, and my friends and family, and it did take a while, but if you really are struggling, go and see someone about it, like go and, yeah. go and work with a psychologist or a coach or, try and figure out a routine, a pre-performance routine that's going to help you work on those, you know, those uh, anxieties that you get. Uh, yeah, well, that was, I loved what you said. I feel like I was just so piggybacking off that. And I was like, oh, he's, <laughs> he's absolutely nailed that. On that uh, topic, similar topic, actually, um, Someone asked, how do you navigate the abundance of information on social media for beginners in the gym? Oh, I love that. I love um, that. I think it's important to recognize that there are a lot of snake oil salesmen in the world. And what I mean by that is there's people that will sell you a load of rubbish. Also, one of my resolutions, I told you last year, last time that I didn't have any, but I've decided to try and swear less because I've realized that it's become a problem. Anyway. <laughs> and I meant to like support you in this. No, no, you don't have to swear support. less in solidarity. No, or no, you don't have I to. Can I take your swearing quota as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of fake coaches out there. Um, I think what's important to understand is a coach is there for guidance and they are there to kind of make you better. They are there to be the voice of reason and the voice of expertise, but just also be aware of your own um, knowledge and the fact that, you know, you could quite easily train yourself to a, to a very yeah to a decent degree 
most people will know how to train. The biggest difficulty is managing load, knowing how much to do, how to progress exercises and variations and also load. Um, mm. And also whether they're doing it correctly. One of the biggest things that uh, I am very lucky to have is everyone trusts me. And the other thing is a lot of the people that come to get coaching from me have heard it through word of mouth. And I think that mm. in itself is the biggest thing is that you're not like, I'm very transparent sharing people on my social media with the people that I coach, because I'm quite happy to say, listen, these are all the people that I coach. They're not perfect. I think they're perfect, but they don't think they're perfect. Um, Some of them are perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but we're all kind of in this together. We're all learning. And yeah, I, I just think that's important is to try and find someone who is a good source of information. And if you do have a coach and that coach, you, you, you know, that coach is constantly challenging you or like challenging you as in like, why did you do that? Not like you can do this, right? There's an entirely different dynamic there. And secondly, if you ask them questions and they're like shadowy about it and they don't answer those questions, you need to get them out of there because mm. if they aren't open to expanding your knowledge and your learning through their coaching, they're not coaching you. Like that is not coaching at yeah. all. You could go online and buy a four or 12 or 16 week program for so much less than what that coach would be charging you. Yeah. But what it is, coaching is like mentoring and guidance. You ask me a question, even if I don't know, I'm not going to go, oh yeah, I know everything. Because I don't, my brain is not that large and I wish I did, but I don't. And that's the beauty of coaching is someone might come to you with a problem that's super unique and you might have to work through it together, which is... Mm the important thing uh, i think i might have gone a little bit off topic there but yeah it, it you know there's a couple of good sources of information um depending on where you want to go if you're interested in that let me know and i can direct you to that information well go and tell them tell them where you you know what's a good source of information on social media for beginners in the gym oh is Generally. that a question that was the question. How was to it? navigate the abundance of information on social media yeah. for beginners in the gym was the question that you read. <laughs> yeah, that's the question that I read. Yeah. So I, I did I answer that? I answered that, surely. Um, in in a roundabout way. I mean, uh, without plugging what we do, obviously we've been around the block a bit. We kind of know how to do this. I've had a I've have a couple of people actually who have just started with me who have never been to the gym before, and they're doing exceedingly well. Obviously, they're finding it difficult because it is difficult, right? They're putting themselves in a position of vulnerability to to try and better themselves and to learn something new, and it's an incredibly rewarding process, a long process, but incredibly incredibly rewarding. Um, so yeah, um. For weightlifting, definitely, I'd say something like Catalyst Athletics. For general gym goers, to be honest with you, I don't really follow any. Um, and the main reason why is because, like I, like they've just said in their question, there is an abundance of information, and most of it is just a load of crap. 
And so I just don't follow yeah. it anymore. I just don't bother. I think, yeah. I think you, you've covered that pretty well. Yeah. And, you know, even in the, yeah, abundance of information on social media, which is so true. Like you go on Instagram and there are bare fitness influences in quotation marks. And, you know, anyone can put their name and then fit or fitness behind it. And all of a sudden they're a social, social media influencer, a fitness influencer on Instagram. And a lot of them, from what I've seen, a lot of them, you know, start giving out advice. And, and look, it's not all inherently bad in terms of, you know, people supporting each other and motivating people to go to the gym or, or get fit. But I think the waters get a bit murky when people perceive or, or people give off this impression that they are a figure of authority. Yeah in in because that of how many followers they have fitness yeah or or um like weightlifting or, or you know go to the gym because of how many followers they have and because of how they look yeah and i mean look to be honest like i go to the gym seriously like i looked pretty good um you know some people don't have to work as hard as others and just because someone goes to the gym a bit and has good genetics and eats okay like they haven't they might not have the first idea about how to get someone else with completely different genetics and a different set of cards yeah. into good shape and good fitness um and i mean you you summed it up pretty well like you know find someone with experience and find find people on social media who will be able to provide you with information and support yeah. you and push you and challenge you um i just add to that that if you find a sort of fitness influencer that claims to know everything they probably are full of shit yeah um because the best people know that they'll never know everything yes um so just add to a list of people to point you in the right direction i'd go with um on youtube bio lane like lane norton dr lane norton sort of nutritional advice and a little bit of fitness advice as well um brian olsrew he is i think he's a strong man by trade but really good youtube channel and lots of information and good stuff to get you started uh you might hate me on this but um when i first started going to the gym athlete x oh gosh <laughs> I've just said that uh, <laughs> I'm not going to swear, but you son of a gun. Look, I, right, this I'm not is saying over. he's perfect. <laughs> I'm not saying that my mate Jeff Cavalier is perfect, but look, he does, for for all that you hate about him, he does put out a lot of information. Yeah. And, you know, he does do a lot to kind of steer people away from the sort of misinformation and debunking a lot of the myths that are out there on social media and things like that. So I think those are good places to start. Uh, Con might not agree with that last one, but I think a general approach is just to take everything with a pinch of salt, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if in doubt, find a friend who is being coached, find out who that coach is, ask them questions because they basically will, if, if and thou ask con ask con but if they can provide you value without you paying for it 
then you know that you're onto onto a winner because not everything is about an exchange of of money like nowadays you notice that the the coaches that really care they're not going to directly straight away ask you unless that unless you go to them can you write yeah. me a four week program no i fucking can't because that's my job right uh, that's like me going to an accountant and saying hey can you file my taxes for me but i'm not going to pay you for it yeah like no, I can't. I don't work like that. But <laughs> that's, like, I... that's like when you meet a comedian. When you meet a comedian, you're just like, go on, man. Yeah, go on, man. Oh, then tell, tell me a joke. joke. Oh, they, you're funny. <laughs> um, you know, and ultimately, uh, but if you ask them something like, hey, I'm doing this exercise. Does this look right? Or, you know, something like, I've heard this information. What do you think? like those kind of things, right? And you have a conversation about it. They add value to you and they're already teaching you without you even paying them. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, my two cents about it. Anyway. Nice, nice. Right, it's your turn, lads. All right, let me go back to my list. Yeah, no worries. Okay, let's stay on the topic of the gym. Go on. How much, someone asked me, how much does your gym work contribute to your riding? Um, for me personally, quite a lot. And I, the reason for that is because it is very specific. You know, I think the first step, because there are, there can be the possibility that you go to the gym five times a week or whatever, and it's contributing nothing to your riding other than you're a bit more sore than normal and you're a bit more stiff than normal. And both those things don't bode well with sitting on a horse. Um, but, and Connor would know this, like he does my SNC programming. You know, I only go to the gym twice a week. And we're now at a point where I'd say we've got a really good understanding of what are the elements that we need from like the strength work, the conditioning work, what we do in the gym, why we're doing those movements and exercises and how that relates to me in the saddle. You know, there has to be a really strong, like close connection between the work that we do and, and the kind of movements that we train and the movement patterns that we sort of drill in off the saddle. There has to be a close relation from that to how that's going to affect my riding. Otherwise, it's just a waste of time, isn't it? Um, so, I mean, it boils down to, one, you got to be relatively fit cardiovascularly. Like, we do quite a lot of conditioning work with that, like on the bike and things like that. And then you've got to be stable, you know, so a lot of, like, core stability work, hip stability, things like that, and as well as being mobile. So, like all the hip mobility work that we do and being mobile and have the range in, in different movements. I mean, I'm sure you can explain a lot of these a lot better than I can because I just do as I'm told and you're the kind of brains behind this. But yeah. things like that, like a lot of core work and then the strength work through the posterior chain and, and, and the trunk um, to support, again, my balance and my stability in the saddle. And then outside of the gym, like I do lots and lots of like stretching and mobility work because I want to be as loose and as relaxed and 
yeah, flexible and, and mobile as I can be when I'm in the saddle. I think you did a great job to answer that question, to be honest. Thank you. And this is, this is what I mean <laughs> by the last question that was asked is, I think, yes, coaches can add a lot of value to clients and athletes, but ultimately most athletes will know, not every athlete, but most athletes will know a very good amount about what they require in their sports. Um, and so one of the first steps that I used to take and still do take is right. What do you need? I don't mean what does a volleyball player need or what does a equestrian athlete need or a luge athlete? What do you need? Like specifically, where do we need work? Because you're, you know, you've been doing this now for years and years. And I always kind of like this, uh, quote that's from hot fuzz is like, um, don't upset the apple cart. Uh, you know, is like you mm. you want to try and avoid as many changing as many variables as you can, unless absolutely necessary. Um, mm. and I think you you did such a good job of that. Be really stable in the saddle, but also be, you know, relaxed, which is going to come from your trunk your trunk stiffness. If your trunk is stiff, you can allow your upper body and your lower body to almost relax because you're just holding everything in your trunk but you also need to be stable in your hips as well. Otherwise you're just going to be bouncing in out the saddle. Posterior mm -hmm. chain has to be nice and strong, especially if you're not, you know, if you're not just doing dressage, but you also have to do show jumping and you also have to do cross country. You're going to be out the saddle for a great amount of time. You're going to need to have mm -hmm. strong quads. You're going to need to have strong hips, strong hamstrings and a strong lower back, but you also need to have the capacity to hold those it's not just about being really strong. The reason why we get equestrian athletes strong, and I'm not talking about strong in terms of like weightlifting strong. I'm talking about strong in terms of equestrian athletes strong. All right. Even though Yushuan is just a freak of nature, that's completely, you know, different topic because he is just <laughs> strong in general. He's not just a strong equestrian athlete is you have more control. And obviously you're not going to manhandle a horse because it's bloody, you know, it's probably 50 times the weight and strength of you. But if mm. you feel confident in the saddle and I'm not a, an equestrian athlete, but I know animals, if animals are scared of you, they're not going to listen to you. If you're confident mm. in the saddle and you're confident in your own physical ability and having control in that saddle, and you're not just along for the ride, like <laughs> it's going to help. Um, yeah. So, and, and obviously your aerobic fitness is, is very important. Um, you know, so, but if, if people want more information, I'm happy to, to go in, go into detail, uh, with that sort of stuff. I'm, I, I would, I'd love to, cause I'm always willing to learn as well. If there's something that I've missed again, hit me up. Um, I would love to learn because ultimately the more I know, the more it can help you Sean. So nice. happy uh anyway i'm also happy for you to learn then yeah exactly okay um let's go with hmm. okay so this is this is one that was that i thought was interesting si si kind of similar right the first one is what inspired you to start the podcast okay so that's one question mm -hmm. and the second question is what is your best slash favorite moment of running the podcast so far Wow, double whammy! Double you whammy! All right, 
what inspired me to start the podcast, to be honest, um, mainly it was just that the ramblings that Yushan and I would have on a day-to-day basis, actually, we would have some <laughs> pretty good conversations. Um, and so we wanted to document that and we wanted to share, I don't want to say expertise, but we wanted to share some of our knowledge um, and also just kind of challenge ourselves because it's not easy sitting in front of a computer and and actually talking and discussing about certain topics especially when it comes to science politics religion um but it pushes us outside of our boundaries to to learn new Mm. things and and to the which brings me on to the second thing which is bringing on our guests was originally our plan but i never could have foreseen how how good it's been um to connect oh, with people and also uh to just be able to learn their story and be able to understand what what people are like as humans and that does sound super philosophical but honestly uh i think there's a great deal amount that you could learn from just listening to people from all 100%. different sense of life um and and yeah. i that's that's the reason why why we started it and honestly that's also the best moment of running the podcast mm. is just being allowed to bring people on to the podcast. Um, one singular favorite moment before I let you Sean, take over. Mm, I keep going back to either Lexi's or Mary's episode. I just oh, think. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and that's, that's me out. Yeah, yeah, great. Okay, um, I mean, I I'm exactly the same, man. I mean, I you you know, like I listened to a lot of or listen still to a lot of podcasts. I just love podcasts, and um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm kind of the same. You know, we would have a lot of ramblings, whether that's in the gym or when we get coffee or we go to Oddsburger. Like we just just set the world right, whether it's whether it's fitness, whether it's sort of social or political issues around sports and around the world in general. And then I seem to remember that all of these conversations or many of these conversations would eventually end up with us going like, yeah, we should we should run a podcast. This should be on a podcast. The world should listen to us. And so I think it just got to the point where we we're like, well, why why not? You know, wh- why don't we run a podcast? And then when we start, and you know, it was at the kind of tail end of COVID and during COVID, I think a lot of people started on podcasts as well. Like yeah. it became a really trendy form of, of um, I guess, social media or, or yeah. a form of expression. Um, and I think pretty soon after we started, and at least for me personally, I, I know that you've done a couple of stuff before whereas i've you know been guests on podcasts i've done a few interviews but nothing like this you know pretty soon after we started i realized like well like we have we do have these conversations but this is a whole new ball game and i'm shit mm. like i sound super monotone boring as hell and i speak really slow and you know since then i've i've tried to put a lot of work to fix that up a little bit i think we sound a lot better now and we're a lot tighter. So happy Absolutely. with how we're going. But um and yeah, singular best moment. 
was hands down i mean i completely agree with you about having the guests come on and share their experiences and share their lives with us and we're super super fortunate and blessed to be able to just sit and listen and soak all that in um i think for me because i i had no idea about sort of mary from her early years when she was when she was younger and when she the mary that i know who is mary gb and mary the phd sort of unexpectedly open up so i'd say my the uh, my favorite, obviously, best favorite moment, honestly, was just reaching a year as well. Like reaching a whole year of of episodes, thirty five we put out last year. We're gonna try and do oh, similar. Really? Um, you know, it was a big deal because that, like, that last episode of the year, yeah, was fucking fun to record as well. Yeah, I was pissed out of my head. Yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> All right, very short one. I have quickly before you. Do you have any more? Uh, I think we've no, just collated them all. Okay, next one is uh, what is one quote or slogan that you are living by right now? So I've just finished reading uh, another Ryan Holiday book. Courage oh. is calling. Uh, if you don't know Ryan Holiday, he's an you know, everyday stoic, um, very big proponent of supporter of stoicism as a movement. One of the things he says in there, which is um, by a guy called... Well, I mean, it's used as a quotation from Fred Shapiro, who's an editor of Yale quotations. I'm not sure if you guys mm. would, would know him, but right now uh, is currently by Plato, uh, which is actually from his book, The Republic. It's be kind because everyone is fighting a hard battle. It kind of goes hand in hand with what we were talking about last week in the podcast was I used to struggle to be empathetic. Um and I've, I'm trying as, as hard as I can now to just be as nice to people as I can be. It can be difficult, don't get me wrong. Um, but you don't know what is going on behind mm. the mask that they're putting up, behind the wall that is 100% that they're putting up. Um, and it just makes your life so much easier that you can just be kind to people, even if someone is being an asshole. Like the most satisfying thing that you can do is make them feel small because you've been so nice <laughs> like honestly I, and I it just yeah and it just makes you feel so positive yeah right? like just yeah. saying thank you and hello how are you like you know being nice to people anyway yeah that's that's one of the ones that I'm living by trying to live by at the minute um like so one of my prompts that when I We'll get into de uh, journaling. Will be how can I be kind to people today? Um, you know, because oh, yeah. I'm giving my energy to that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. I like that a lot. And it, it's so true. Like everyone's going through their own shit. Yeah. And 100%. the best way you can support them is just to be kind. Yeah. Um. I I have a couple. I guess. Yeah. Um. Put on the spot a little bit here because I I I wasn't prepared for this. But I <laughs> one of them is and I've recently kid for probably like the sixth time. I've uh I watch that film a lot, but <laughs> um 
yeah so one of them is that life mm. is about balance um and honestly life is about balance man absolutely yeah a hundred percent is kind of that can mean a lot of things and it kind of seeps through to a lot of different facets of life for me you know i think that you know within my job like with riding and with competing and sports and stuff balance is so important that you have the right or i'm able to find or try to find the right balance of like competitive competitiveness and hunger as well as sort of perspective and being able to take a step back and seeing the bigger picture um you know instead of getting wound up every time i don't get the result that i want yep and then more generally like being able to balance you know the amount of time and effort that i put into my job in the sport with also making sure that i have some stuff outside of that you know i'm able to find things that i love and i enjoy and people that i that i want to be with um outside of everything i do for for my riding and for my sport and all the effort that i put into like competing and training and that sort of thing um so yeah life is life about is balance, balance. <laughs> um absolutely and then just another one is that you know you well you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take i love that wayne gretzky oh yes yeah. my boy i love that and again it applies to so many things but for me it applies most and i i resonate with it the most when it comes to like taking risks yeah especially when it's like a big change or a big move or something like that you know and you're kind of second guessing or like self doubting and questioning like is this the right thing to do well who the fuck knows like uh-huh. maybe maybe not but if you don't do it you'll never know and if you yeah. don't do the thing that might make you succeed then you definitely won't succeed so yeah i mean that's kind of what fueled me to move here even yeah absolutely all right yeah. a couple quick ones because I know that we... Um, I don't even know if we're nearing an hour. I never time these. Oh, fuck. Look at the time. I know. <laughs> we're like 50 minutes in, I think. Okay. So here's some quick ones, which I think we could probably rattle through. Okay. Quick uh, fire. Quick so fire this, this is now. aimed at both of us. What's the hardest part of working together? <laughs> for you? For you, it's that I don't feel in my true coach. <laughs> Someone's calling you out, bro. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's the fact that Yushan is ro- Yushan's just rogue athlete. He'll just kind of do what he wants. <laughs> I I don't even know That's if he's actually true. doing what he what I'm writing him in the gym. Um, Mate, that's that is not true. I follow very closely to to what you write me. Yeah, uh, I just don't always report back. That's very true. Uh, in terms of podcasters, to be honest with you, nothing really. I think the hardest thing is just organizing times to do it. That's literally it because it is a big commitment yeah. to do. Um, but to be honest with you, the reason why we make time is because this, you know, we have a 10 minute conversation before and after 
which acts as our catch up every week, right? Because we don't live yeah, super close. No, Ushai is one of my best mates. Um, and we use this as a form of de-stressing from stuff and also just catching up on life things. So it's not, it, that is the hardest part, but it's made easier by the fact that I know that I'm just catching up with my best mate, right? So, oh. soppy. Um, yeah. So, I've got nothing to add to that. I, I, I agree completely. Yeah. What is next? This is quickly directed at me. So, what is one thing that you love or hate most about my athletes? Um, when they don't feel the fucking weekly checking in. Uh, no. I've been, mate, I've been good three yeah. in a row now. No, yeah, four in a row. That's true. And you actually asked me some good questions in this in this week. All week about all about learning. Yeah, that's it. And you provide a lot of deep insights. Thank I mean, you, that's sir. one of the best things. If if anyone's interested in getting into getting Connor as your coach, like you could ask him anything, and he'll he'll give you like an insightful response at like six a.m. in the morning with. <laughs> No caffeine, <laughs> but yeah. Um, hardest part, or the thing that I love, uh, is just seeing like how it's how rewarding it is to see athletes that I coach get success, uh, success in making lists, success in competitions, and just seeing how kind of happy they are and how much they can grow under my kind of mentorship. Uh, the thing that I hate the most, honestly, is very similar thing is when they don't progress, I take it very personally on myself, right? If they don't do so well in competition or, uh, you know, if their lift didn't go the way that we wanted to, it, I take it very personally and I don't put it on them. I put it on me because that's a failure in myself is that I failed as a coach to make them succeed. Uh, and I know that's like a super deep way of looking at it, but to be honest with you, it, that keep that's what keeps my fire going is mm. allowing me to be like I have to work harder at this. Like I'm the these guys come first, or guys and girls come first. Um, you and know, that's it, also what makes you such a good coach. Like your success, well, their success is genuinely your success. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I like, I, I've known coaches in the past that have reveled in other athletes successes almost to the point where it's like overshadowed. Um, but honestly, I, for me, like, I, I just love, I love seeing people do so, do well. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a big deal, big deal for me. Um, next one. What topics are you most excited to cover in the podcast this year? Ooh. Well, oh, well, you did like a sneak peek. Yeah. Um, I mean, we want to branch out a little bit, like get athletes from different sports. We've we we have had quite a big range of athletes from different sports so far, but yeah, one that's pretty left field, or not even from a field. Mm. is hopefully <laughs> hopefully esports coming yep. up soon into the podcast uh bring a, an esport uh athlete esport yes. gamer person what? um which will be cool uh to cover that because i know absolutely nothing about nice. it no i i agree we're going to be branching out a little bit into esports um 
we want to kind of go back into the diversity and diversity stuff um in terms of topics and and yeah. all that sort of stuff and bringing on some some more guests that we have uh in terms of solo stuff that i really want to talk about stuff like setting boundaries for for coaches and athletes um i'd love to talk about like monetization in sport especially considering that you know, we're going into the esports realm where a lot of it is monetization. Um, you know, they're paid generally by sponsors and through adv- advertisements. Um, yeah. And also, I, I've recently just picked up a book called Ikagi, which is, uh, I don't know if, you, if you've ever read Ikagi. So there's kind of like two philosophies in Japanese culture, which is Ikagi and Kaizen. A lot of people know about Kaizen. Have you ever heard of Kaizen? Uh, through Kaizen training. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Kaizen, <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> so I don't know why that made me chuckle so much, but Kaizen essentially is a, a Japanese term, which means uh, change for the better or like continuous improvement. So it's like the philosophy that, concerns continually improving uh all that sort of stuff and i i picked up a book i haven't read it yet um it's literally called kaizen but there's another one that's been sort of surfacing recently well it's back in like 2017 or something mm. and it was about ikagi and essentially it's the concept of being alive or life and giving that meaning um and so when you combine it it's essentially like what gives your life worth or purpose um and i i've just i've heard a lot about those two different terms and i'd love to kind of talk about it because i just i do for a weird reason find japanese culture and philosophy to be honest with you i just find different cultures in general really interesting and how they could teach you different practices in your life Mm. um so yeah i'd love to love to talk about that sort of stuff um anyway last i reckon giving too much away a lot of exciting stuff no man I'm, up. I'm excited um if uh, also if you guys are listening and you would like any topics covered or any guests brought on we will try and do our best um you know we want to try and cover as broad a range as possible um we would also like to delve into disability sports as well um like paralympics Mm. um, which is something that we actually i don't really find a lot of on on spotify or podcasts in general is talking about paralympic sports correct me if i'm wrong but Mm. i've not come across that yet um i reckon we'll finish on this last one it's it's been almost an hour i think and uh the people it's been an hour yeah yeah, it's, it's been an hour um Okay. Where do you want to see yourself in five years' time? (laughs) (laughs) You go first. I'm going first. Well, first of all, hopefully continuing to do this podcast. Uh, I would love to have... That's a given. Yeah. Stoic Strength as a brand uh, globally uh, with a couple of coaches on. 
and working with like a network of practitioners. So we're trying to partner with psychologists and uh, a nutritionist, the sports therapist and so on and so forth. Um, to be honest with you, in terms of like personal development, I, this is going to sound like a massive cop out, but I've moved away from the idea of planning so far in advance because mm. I get that it's important to know where you want to go. But if you're always looking at where you want to go, you'll never actually appreciate where you are right now. And I fully, yeah. firmly believe that it's so important, especially nowadays, to sit down and actually appreciate what you have right now. I know that there yeah. might be people who are listening to this like, well, I'm not earning any money and I'm almost, you know, I'm doing like shit. But fair enough, that's a bit different <laughs> as a scenario. <laughs> but yeah, I I just think it's, it's important. Um, for me at least to to be present and to realize that five years time i don't know what i could be doing i'm hoping that i'm doing this stuff and and i i know that we will be because i'm that sort of person that wants to be there and and i have specific thing ways to do that um but take it one step at a time i'm not thinking five years in advance i need to get through this year first and then the next yeah. year and then the next but uh I'd love to have kids in five years. So, be a married man <laughs> and have kids. Go on, lad. Maybe. Anyway, baby daddy. Uh look, I, I, I'm very, very similar to you in that sense. I think, um, you know, I because I think when I when I was a teenager and when I first came out of school, I was super ambitious. I was like in five years I'm going to do this in 10 years I'm going to do this like 15 years I'm going to be a billionaire but I'm the same I kind of moved away from sort of putting I think the main thing for me is that I don't want my goals to have deadlines you know I think that is quite often that is quite often a mistake that people make or at least I don't find it so helpful that I go like I must go to you know, like in 2019, when I really felt like I my big goal had a deadline, which was going to 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Yeah. Um, and you'll do anything to get there. But actually, in reality, like things do get in the way. Yeah. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with taking a step back and be like, actually, hold on. Let's reassess here. Like there could be like, look at the bigger picture we don't have to kill ourselves to to do this hmm. like we can we can do it some other way you yeah. know we can get there another way even if that takes longer in reality obviously then i broke my leg and couldn't get there anyway but i know that if i put in everything to try to get to the olympics in 2020 i wouldn't have been ready for the olympics like i may have qualified and i may have well gone but I wouldn't have been ready and I wouldn't have yeah. put in a good performance. Whereas, you know, without a deadline, I'm focusing on my skills. I'm focusing on my riding. I'm focusing on my horses. I'm focusing on, you know, all of those things, all of those ingredients that might get you to that destination that you want, but maybe not on the, on the strict time frame that you give yourself for some reason. So that's a big part 
for me. And then when you say, you know, appreciate the present and appreciate the moment, I think you also have to appreciate the the process. Mm. You know, appreciate the process of like, okay, I might be there in five years, I might be somewhere else in five years, but every year until that, every month, every week, every day until that, like is a process and they're building blocks and they're gonna get me to that place. Um Hundred percent. So yeah, I know that sounds pretty like cheesy and cliche, but I genuinely believe it. And I, I, I mean, my personal approach is I kind of take it day by day and um, focus on, you know, what I want to do in the short term and, and who I want to be, and the things I'm going to do that that help me achieve that. And then instead of thinking too much about the big goals. And more often than not, like they lead me down the path to the big goals. And the thing I want to add to that as well is a very wise man once told me um, that, you know, it's not a where you want to be in five years isn't a plan or they're not goals, they're not targets, they're dreams. Like, why should you get any of those things? Like, yeah, like it might happen, but they're dreams, like they're not real, they're in your head. So if, are you going to put, are you going to bank everything on dreams? Like probably not. You probably, I want to bank everything on like the things I can control, you know, the things that I do day to day to, to help me progress, to develop me as a person, as a, as a writer, as a, an athlete, a, a person, a podcast, you know, all these things that, and then further down the line, like, like I'm further on to, whatever those dreams might be um you know yeah in five years ideally i want to have gone to an olympic games or a world championship you know i want to fly the flag for, for my country you know at, at the highest level um in five years i want to yeah <laughs> that's it <laughs> i mean that's about it because if if i think about it everything else isn't like oh in two years i want to be there or in five years i want to be there um i think in sports it's easy to get into that mind frame which is why it's easy for me to be like yeah i want to go to go to the olympics or i want to go to the world championships because it's all set out for you mm. like it's all there to look at and you can aim for it but for me everything else is like there's no time frame to it. like genuinely no time frame like i want to be a better person <laughs> like i yeah. want to give back more you know i want to like foster meaningful relationships all of those things and then they're all all of these i guess goals or or ambitions like they are constant like you chip away at it every day and it's more of a like an attitude rather than yeah than goals and rather than a destination if that makes sense absolutely does make sense yeah it's um i mean you said it right at the start it's the process by which you're invested in rather than the outcome you know like yeah. you're saying you want to foster a meaningful relationship that's a process the outcome is you have a relationship but if you're in a relationship and you're only focused on the outcome then it might not you it might not be right for you uh, and the yeah. same with training you might set a goal and it might not be right for you and also 
funny thing is, is most of the time, if you focus on the process rather than the outcome, it generally has a pretty good way of getting you there somehow. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, uh, yeah, so we shall end the episode there. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. And we will catch you in the next episode of Into the Unknown. Peace and prosperity. Love and guidance. Thank you so much for joining us Into the Unknown. Uh, if you want to connect with us and get in touch, you can find out more about me at Stoke Strength Systems on Instagram and Connor Lift Stuff for my business page. And you can find me at yushan.su.eventing at on Instagram, yushan.su.eventing on Facebook, and suyushaneventing.com. And if you want to get a bit more engaged uh, with our community and you liked this episode, please like and subscribe, uh, follow on, the, on, on Spotify, and we'd also love to hear your thoughts on this episode's topics. So please drop them in the comments. Catch you next week.